This week on Media Delta, Nickelodeon Guts. Do you have it? No? Well, thankfully YouTube has it, so we were able to watch it. Hello and welcome to Media Delta. Um, we have a first this week. Um, we are talking about a kind of game show. Um, we're talking about Nickelodeon Guts. Uh, namely because early on in Retro and Crapsy, we took a look at a pretty poor game uh, that is based on this franchise, or the show, I guess. Although franchise is in air quotes because they did try and do different things, although it's really just the same thing. So we watched Nickelodeon Guts because thankfully N or N Nickelodeon does not seem to care about as much. People would just upload it to YouTube and you can just watch it there. Um, I was not the only one who watched this. Uh, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Max, and I'm here once again to ask, do you have it? I'm Torpid Typist, and I'd much rather be watching American Gladiators. Uh, yes, because actually that's a good point. That's a good thing to bring up because this was, I believe, early on in Nickelodeon, um, because this would have been 90? Uh, yeah, well, no, 92. Been, yeah. 90, 92 it started, uh, which American Gladiators was definitely around then. And Nickelodeon itself had was pretty early on, I believe, Nickelodeon, like, as... At least the Nickelodeon that we know of, like the Nicktoons era, that I believe started late, like around the time when Rugrats was a kind of a thing. And if I show here, that started. I was going to say it was apparently. Oh, 91. Um, yeah, it's kind of, I believe it was almost a spinoff. Of, I'm not super familiar with the history of Nickelodeon, so I really shouldn't go into this and shoot myself in the foot. But if I remember correctly, I believe it was an offshoot of MTV, uh, but obviously more meant for kids. Uh, uh, this was made in Nickelodeon was aired in. Yeah, but the the kind of the new programming block, I believe there was a change, or I could be forgetting something. But I know, like around the time that Rugrats had, there was kind of a uh, evolution of what it was, and around then uh, they started to have more, like they really picked up in popularity. So they decided, oh, let's make game shows, for kids. Um, Double Dare being their probably the most popular one, uh, but. They all couldn't be winners, and sometimes there's Nickelodeon Guts, uh, which basically uh, is essentially a riff on American Gladiators. Yeah, Gladiators. But is it essentially more sports-based? Like, American, like, I really should say the Gladiators franchise, because it's not just American. But, uh, yeah, it's all just people taking part in sports events. Um, but Nickelodeon Guts took that and made it even more sports-like. Um, like, you just straight up have things. Here's basketball but on a bungee um also real quick you said less successful but this lasted for three years and it had 160 episodes three years and then they did a global version of it yeah, yeah. there's technically i believe five seasons if there's or four seasons if i believe yep yeah uh but I, maybe the fact that it's three seasons that there's that many episodes kind of can almost be a sign that maybe they were doing a whole lot of it I mean, I, I can't imagine it was that expensive to produce. They just had to have the set and everything. And it's not like they were giving away prizes, like cash prizes. They just gave away a piece of the aggro crag. Yeah. The whole thing was recorded in on, on set at Universal Studios. So like, they, they already had a recording space set up. They didn't really have to, like, rent out to anybody. Yeah. Because they already had the Nickelodeon Studios at, at Orlando. So they just use that space to, to record the, the, the episode. Um, yeah, so before we kind of get any further, we might as well actually start this proper and start uh, bringing up the normal questions. So, X, uh, what were your general impressions? Is there any particular element you'd like to bring up? So, like, three three words. Uh, fun, shiny, dumb. That's, that's, that's 
that's Nickelodeon Guts in a nutshell. It's it's a lot of people yelling. It's a lot of somewhat athleticism, mostly just bungee related. And it's inventive, even if it is a bit a bit kind of repetitive. But I don't know. I think it's I think it's a fun watch. And it's fu- kind of fun to go back to 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 the show uh, so many years later, and you know I don't I don't know it, I think it's dumb, but it's it's a fun kind of dumb. And as far as elements go, I mean, not really. Uh, it's a lot of Bungie. They really like Bungie. That's so much Bungie. Just everything oh revolves around Bungie. And uh, I actually would say that because um, we did mention at the start uh, that Slam a Jam. Uh, game that they do was probably their dumbest idea which is the three of them stand on these like sort of platforms around a little basket in the middle and then one of them tries to like dunk into the basket while the other two try to stop them and then they go between all three of the players and it just looks absolutely terrible the whole entire time it was also so like wildly terrible and incompetent that when we watched it people kept fouling for touching the rim, and also there was like one person only got one point, another got none, and another got four. Yeah, that was I would think it's like the first or second episode of what we watched. Yeah, yeah. it's it's just a very poorly conceived game that looked stupid and also looked kind of unfair. Yeah, because it also to me doesn't make sense because the way that they're positioned are like in a right, well, and I believe a right triangle formation. So that when they come in, like, one person's essentially on, for lack of a better term, they're on attack and the other two are on defense. So they're coming, the person who has attack has a straight line to the basket, but everyone else has to go around the basket. Uh, yeah. And it just didn't make sense. And, like, half the event was just them trying to, oh, I did the basket, and now I have to reorient myself, figure out how on the bungee to get myself up here, because I've never done bungee before. Yeah, or they actually grab the basket to fucking balance themselves and get a point penalty there's that and then there was also um one of the other events where they've got the hurdles and they have they start up on the 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 gym mats they jump down they gotta bounce over the hurdle bounce over hurdle go up another set of gym mats turn around bounce over hurdle bounce over hurdle and uh, and so um at one point they uh, o'malley mentions uh mentioned that there was a penalty if he knocked over the 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 hurdle, which makes sense. And then he's like, "But if you if you can't get back up, there's a a penalty for having help someone help you up." And it's like, "But that makes no sense." And then right afterwards, when the event's over, uh, Mara points out, "Yeah, no, we changed that because they're already waiting five seconds for somebody to come get them, so it doesn't count. It's, it, you already got penalized." It's like. As someone who may or may not have mechanics that need to be changed on the fly, uh, I can I can sympathize with that. But also, when you're on a live television set, it is really weird seeing the two presenters try and basically do a thing of, okay, how does this work again? Yeah, no, it's it's so great, especially when you get help, to... but some of the games are just fucking incomprehensible. They are. But my favorite, one of my favorite moments is just him getting corrected on mechanics. And, and rules it's just great because then he's he's got to somehow pivot off of that like oh yeah yeah i know that cool cool yeah he's got to save face and it's always ridiculous and it I never works i want to say that that was the first thing that i know it was definitely the first thing that more work has done i was also no nope, yeah. it was not michael Mel- i don't think uh, it was michael uh michael uh, first but it was 
as an announcer, yeah. Oh yeah, it's get the picture. It was his first one. He then later yeah. did Nickelodeon Gods. Also, also, I'm reading this now, and I just looked up, and there's a a, a, a participant named Jose Manuel, the Iceman Rama. I want to point out the Iceman was a notorious serial killer, so I don't know why he would give him that. Because the Iceman cometh doesn't really work here. Okay, but never forget that they named that lily ass, that lily white ass kid, incredibly white, Speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> Just ah, uh, <laughs> so like he looked like his mom fucking cut his hair in the kitchen. Like holy shit. Yeah, as someone who might have had their mother cut their head in the kitchen, I can see. Yeah, that that's what that is. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, is there anything else you want to add on to that? No, I, th- I think I've hit all of my points. All right, uh, Torpo. Yeah, this is, uh, I'd rather be watching American Gladiators. <laughs> <laughs> I know I already said it, but I cannot emphasize that enough because that show is so much more watchable than this. Like, this isn't some, it, do- it doesn't at all feel like some sort of contest of actual athleticism because of the over-reliance on the bungee to do everything. So it's instead, like, one of coordination at best. Like, how do I not fuck up on this bungee? Uh, like, one of the uh, events is to, like, sit on your knees on a boogie board and paddle across the water while the fucking bungee keeps you suspended. And it's like, oh, okay. You can do that, I guess. Like, the, the only time the uh, th- they don't really use the bungee is that one event where they're running through the obstacle course. Also, or- the agro- or does the aggro crag use it? Yeah. The, the aggro crag has a bungee, but that's for safety. Yeah. Okay. And then there's there is also the the running track and field stuff and the, the gym related things. Some of them are actually not bungee related. Yeah, it just it just feels incredibly jank. Yeah. And like, it's, it's yeah. I was gonna say the bungee thing just feels because I remember bungee jumping being like a huge thing in the nineties. Like, oh, that's like very dangerous. That and I think they had a relatively limited studio size to work with for their events. Yeah. Which like you kind of get a feel of is the camera pans. Yeah. Like that Zero G uh, one where they, they, they put them up and then they stick them sideways and have them run on a track yeah. sideways. Like, that's all I have to say. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, it's a neat show, but it all just fucking blends together, which, I mean, it's a game show. That's how it be. But still. And as we went before, the nicknames were deeply unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because every kid got a, a basically assigned them a nickname that you can guarantee that that was not anything that they had any involvement in. Or or they basically, that's like, here's a list of nicknames, pick one. Which, uh, yeah, once again, like if I was a kid, I'd definitely pick Speedy Gonzales. But, uh, I don't know. I thought it was a neat show. It's just super, super just. And like, I don't know. I'll have more to say about the games, though, and the aggro crag later. Also, yeah, once again, it's important to note. There are no, like, cash prizes or, like, other sort of prizes, like a sweet bike or whatever that the other game shows would always give away. It was just, you get a piece of the aggro crag, which you will then later on in life sell on eBay for cash. It sweet. Yeah, it, it was pretty sweet. And cool. Yes, I always wanted a piece of the Also, the points awarded for the events just felt not. Huh. So the only one that I didn't think made a whole lot of sense was, was the, the last one, but I don't know if we're, we got a specific question for that. We have oh, yeah. one involving games. We do. Yeah. We do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so regardless, that's that's how I... So my general thoughts of... I remember liking it as a kid. Like, I always knew it was like, oh, yeah, I remember watching it. But then again, I think that was also at the time in which you just watched 
whatever to, was on Nickelodeon. To be fair, it doesn't feel like it's meant to be marathon like we did. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, Which is part of the issue, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it, like, because I remember generally liking it, but watching this now, because it's not so much that I don't like watching it, it's just watching it now, just what it seems like to me, because it's just the thing, whatever I pictured when I was watching it is like, this is essentially watching it now is basically being a parent on a sideline who has to go to their kids' assembly thing, of which they're basically the PE teacher was like you had a very like PE teacher that wanted to like was oh silly and just wanted to do a bunch of random things because apparently he had the budget for it and just did a bunch of random PE events. And that's kind of what this felt like to me. Like it was basically a bunch of people spitballing like random ideas and um yeah just felt weird also because i have as we were doing this i found a article from entertainment uh let's see entertainment tonight uh that was basically 15 things you didn't know about nickelodeon guts uh and basically the thing was is like yeah this was all just kind of a brainstorming session and the entire thing of why there are so many bungee things was basically um is like, oh yeah, we want to do it because we want to have them feel like they can jump higher than they normally can. And it just looks so awkward and unwieldy and cumbersome. Also, apparently the um the because all the events are categorized in various different like aerial and track and all that, and they all come with a different uh emblem with it. Uh, apparently, the, the dude that shows up in that emblem actually is meant to be a character. His name is apparently Stretch. Ah, yes, a good buddy, Stretch Armstrong. Uh, also, Just apparently... don't pull too hard on the metal or else it'll break and leak. Yeah, and smell horrible. And smell absolutely terrible. Terrible good. Yeah. That's me. Also, I, I do want to also call it this article uh, because Fact 16 is, it the Nickelodeon Guts, it became a go-to 1990s throwback costume. Like, don't do that. That's not... Yeah. No. <laughs> like, not the, the costume's fine for the E.T., like entertainment tonight that's not a fact about the show i do love going back to the show real quick uh that in the first season in any of the water events they'd still have to go into the water in full gear uh which they later gave them like swimming outfits in later seasons but it was kind of funny in the first season yeah yeah it's great too because like one of the one of the things was a tube that goes off of a platform and they have to go down the tube face first in full gear into a pool. It's like that that's extremely not safe even if you've got somebody down uh, there. So, it was better than what they previously did if you remember, which was just flopping their ass onto a cushion. I mean, I don't know. I feel like the cushion's a little less dangerous than going face first into water in full gear, but that's just my take. Yeah. Um so yeah, um that was just kind of my and the element for me is probably going to be brought up in the next question because it's kind of the thing that's funny to me. Um, so I'll save my thoughts for that onto the next thing. So, uh, Torpo, how'd you feel about the presentation slash presenter? Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. Ugh. Uh, so, Mike O'Malley was... He tried his little heart out, but he wasn't that good of an announcer. And also felt like he was trying way too hard to seem cool. Uh, and on top of that, he would stumble fairly often... Uh, and once again, there are always disputes over the rules for a given game, because apparently, like, both sides hadn't agreed beforehand. But, yeah. Uh, 
He definitely tries. Uh, he's just, he wasn't made for announcing, personally. Uh, and fuck, what was the other one? Mo, uh, we'll call her Mo. But uh, Mo was very dry. She was just there to tell you the rules, and that's kind of it. Or dispute with Mike O'Malley about the rules, but otherwise was just kind of there, taking up space. Yep. And uh, just to clarify, um, Moira Crook is her opponent. Yeah. Uh, so or did you have anything else to add? Did Michael Malley go on to win like an Oscar? Uh, he or has whatever? been nominated for two Emmys from uh, uh, acting Emmys, show. Uh, yeah, because uh, he was in the show Glee, in which I believe. And, uh, and he was also in uh, another thing, but I'll mention that on my turn. Okay, but yeah. So that's that's all I have to say. It's it's awkward. Okay, Axe. So funny thing is, when I started watching these, I didn't remember Michael Malley until I saw his face, and I realized that's the guy from Yes, Dear. That's the other one. Yep. Yeah. The most bland, boring, white-ass sitcom you could possibly conceive. He was the, he played the brother-in-law who was a security guard. So I'm looking at it, oh my god. And also, holy crap, he's so fucking young. Um, yeah. And every time every time he'd say to, to Moira, he, he'd call her Mo, he's like, hey, Mo! And I keep expecting him to go, <laughs> just every fucking time. I, he doesn't do it. And it, it it's it's like you're waiting for the the I want my baby back ribs song to end. Yeah. It's just the feeling I got every time he'd say, "Hey, Mo." But um, uh, yeah. Also, one thing I do want to point out before I forget, um, apparently, uh, Mara Quirk is quite a bit shorter than Michael Malley. Uh, and this article that I pulled up has a really good picture of Michael Malley and Mara Quirk next to each other. There is a significant height difference. So whenever they had to be in the same frame. You just see her standing what looks like four bricks. Okay, that kind of sounds like what happened with Tom Cruise, because Tom Cruise is pretty short, so they'd put it, him up on, like, boxes to make him look taller. It, it is. It is essentially that same kind of thing. That's fucking... That's honestly really great. But uh, to actually answer the question, um, I like Mike O'Malley as an announcer. He's, he's, he's a schlub. He's, a, he's, a, he's, he's, um, he's trying very hard to play cool. Is not succeeding at it, but he's having the time of his life. He's just there to have fun and, you know, get everybody all amped up. And he does. Doesn't do a good job of amping people up. Uh, he doesn't, doesn't do a good job of being cool. He's not, he's, he's, just doesn't he's got, do do that. He's He's got the skate, he's got the two skateboards and the backwards cap. Walk up, say, how you do, fellow kids? He has he, two skateboards, by the way. He has massive PE teacher energy. Yes, yes, but I like it. It's charming, and it fits. It's so fucking nineties. It's 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 just perfect. And this is the block of television that had Pete and Pete, and you know, salute your shorts, and you got Nickelodeon guts, and it's got all all three of those had like very similar energy. And when I said at the start, it's fun, it's shiny, and it's dumb, and it stays stays true to that. Uh. Mara, I was fine with her being sort of the straight man to O'Malley's sort of excessiveness because he's chewing up the scenery and she's there to kind of bring things back down a bit and go like, all right, yeah, but here are the rules. No, you're wrong about that. Don't scare people by telling them they're going to get penalized when they're not. Um, so like, I feel like the two of them do a good job of bouncing off one another, but I, th I feel like O'Malley makes a lot of errors. As Torpid said, you know, he, he stumbles a bit. He, he doesn't remember the rules or the changes to the rules, so he has to be corrected. And that does kind of impact his ability to be a proper presenter. 
because you got to be on top of that stuff. Um, but overall, I, 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 I think it's, I think they add a lot to, to, the, to the production. I, I will say, I do agree that like Mike O'Malley definitely has the energy, yeah. but also he has a severe hello fellow kids vibe. He does. He does. But for some reason it makes it more endearing because you just know he's just having, he's just having the time of his life. It like, I will go to, I watched a lot of nineties kids or 1990s like kids game shows. Uh, there is just an energy that they all have in Michael mm-hmm. Malley. It's just when you do a 90s kids game show, you have there is like a set persona that you have to fulfill, and he is just he does it. Oh, fucking fond memories of Nick Arcade. Yes. Uh, yeah, like like that kind of energy, uh, JD Roth energy. Um, try to think the other one I can think of. Some, oh uh, God, uh, Mark Summers. Yeah, Mark Summers. Um, I don't want to say Suzanne Summers because that's not the person. No, figure it out, lady. We just had, we just had this conversation. <laughs> um, Suzanne, it's Suzanne something. What Maybe show? What, uh, let's figure it out. It is Su- Summer Sanders. That's what. Okay. Yes. Yeah, hell of a name. Yeah, it, it is a very good game show host name. Um, but but yeah. So I mean, that's that's really what I thought. Which actually I should take that back because I do believe yeah she is Olympian so actually yeah she is an Olympian like that's also what a very good you, Olympian name. What did you think, Lolo? Uh, I, it was just funny watching Michael Malley. It's like oh yeah that's because <laughs> it's like when I first saw yesterday it was like when I was flipping through channels and I'm looking at a sitcom I was like huh that's Michael Malley and then I flipped again or maybe watched like an episode or two. Uh, but then it was really funny when Glee. Uh, started to win all like get nominated like he started to actually get nominated for the emmys for that uh and then he actually was like oh he's actually can be a good actor it's weird seeing this guy from nickelodeon guts actually be good at things like not to say that you can't but it's weird to me it's like whenever you see someone who is like in a really bad movie uh turn out to be like an actual really good actor mm. uh, and yeah more quirk is I want to say that if I remember correctly, I believe Moira Quirk was my first exposure to an English accent. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, that's just the that that's all I had to say. What did she go on to do? Uh she went to go on and voice characters in Xenogears. I know that. Huh. Yeah, she just went on to do voice work. Mostly. Yeah, she yeah she's basically a voice actor now. Um. So yeah, that's good for that, I guess. Um. So acts. How'd you feel about the actual games? Every it felt like it was just this. It felt compact, if that makes sense. Watching an episode, it, it felt like everything was stuck in this tiny little square. Like all of the things that they were doing, it, it never felt like they were in this big area full of games. It always just felt like they were on like a tiny section of the playground. Um, and none of the like I can't really say that I liked any of the game because. It comes back to their over overzealousness with the bungee cords. And the bungee cords didn't actually make the event seem more interesting. It made them seem way more frustrating. Um, like, you could lose just because the bungee cords weren't, you know, reacting the way that you were expecting them to. Because no matter how, how many times you do something the same way, there, there's just going to be changes based on, like, tension and how they're hooked up to you the positioning of certain things like so th- it th- it's like what torpid said it didn't feel like it was people were winning off of athleticism it felt more just sort of like positioning and a lot of luck um 
and then you have the, the you have yeah you, you did have non bungee ones, but they weren't as prominent because like like they mentioned they wanted to be more focused on the, the bungee stuff for all the like high flying action. I don't know. I I didn't I didn't I don't really like a lot of the events that were that at least we saw. I know there is a lot more. Um, and I didn't really watch every episode because I got a pretty good idea of how I felt about it within about three or three to four of them. Um, but I just know that there were a lot more that we, they, we didn't see in our selection that were re less reliant on nonsense and more reliant on just, you know, your own skill. And those are the ones that I wanted. Yeah. Um, also, just to go, go back and more for because I did actually look up some of the voice work that she did. Uh, she has some interesting roles in a way. Um, she was, uh, like I mentioned, she, in Xenogear, she played, uh, was it Elahi, Elaheim Van Houten, I guess, uh, which she was uncredited for that. Um, a bunch of, like, uh, characters like in Hey Arnold, Italian Ice Kid, or Johnny Bravo, Cute Young Babe. Um, also, she did, has done a lot of voice work recently for video games. Uh, for example, she was, um, Carlia in Skyrim. I'm not familiar with that. Okay, uh, but more importantly, she was Celine and Mercedes, Mercedes in Dragon's, Dragon's Dogma. Dogma. Yes. <laughs> uh, also, Dr. Valen in XCOM, um, Emissary of the Nine in Destiny 2, a bunch of additional additional voices in Castlevania, the Netflix series. Um, and that's kind of... That's pretty I good. Guess, yeah, I mean, she's in big stuff. Um, so, uh, Torpo, how'd you feel about the games? Oh, man, they were fucking giant. Uh... I, I I don't know. It's once again the bungee thing dominated a little too much, and it made it really awkward in general, because um, a lot of it was really really goofy, uh, and there was a sort of lack of consistency with the games. Which I mean, I can understand from like wanting to make it interesting for kids, but like I don't know, none of it just it was kind of messy, and you could tell that a lot of it was like just quickly thrown together. I don't know. It was is weird. Uh, like a lot of the uh, the water stuff didn't even really involve going in the water. It was just kind of paddling on the surface using the bungee to keep you up, which felt super awkward. But uh, and I guess we already said a lot about the games themselves. But I'm gonna say the aggro crag was probably the messiest of all of them. Uh, it, it felt just kind of awkward, uh, and I still it was a bit too manic, I guess too. And the other thing is they constantly changed it up. Constantly. The the aggro crag was never this sort of consistent thing at the end. It was always like the, the, the fucking lava crag or the ice crag or whatever. And like I get there they were trying to do it for like to keep things interesting for the show, but just felt goofy and inconsistent for what's supposed to be your big event. Yeah. Like especially it was also kind of hard to see a lot of the times. Yes. There was just uh, the camera work for the see. The camera work for the aggro crag was really bad because you either got super zoomed out or you got really awkward camera angles as they move through. I couldn't tell what was happening because of like the smoke and all the other stuff that they're having. And like you said, the camera angles just really just not fun to watch see, uh, section of the uh, show. Yeah, it's great to have. It's like, oh, let's have a uh, fog so that the it, the contestants have a harder time like getting through just to give them an additional challenge, which is great because it also gives the camera an additional challenge of seeing the action yeah it's just everything seemed like yeah this is a good idea but then in execution uh it didn't really play out which according to this article that i linked um apparently that is because basically when they were coming up with ideas 
uh, basically, apparently, the people who were running it were just run ideas by the kids, which always works out. Like, it always works out extremely well. And it's, like, it's interesting. Like, yeah, it's fun that they're the ones that are doing it. But also, is like, oh, it's just because it's cool does not mean that it can be really executed that well. Yeah, do you have anything else to add? No, that's, that's my opinion. All right. Uh, yeah, I just, everything felt like it was, like, in the boardroom meeting where they're discussing, it's like someone just like, why don't we just have them try like doing penalty kicks or something? It's like, no, you can't have simple sports. It's got to be extreme. You got, you can't just have them do like duck contest. You have to do bungee dunk contest. You can't just have them try and shoot things with a nerf, like a nerf bow. You have to like do it in the air. It's just, everything just feels like just a little bit extra. Like my favorite one, just on how silly it looked was there was one in which they were again in like a triangular format. And basically it was dodgeball. Um, so that there was just a bunch of balls that were being dropped from the ceiling. And then they just had to grab, like they had to bungee back and forth and grab it and just pelt someone with the thing. And it just looked like the most awkward thing. Uh, I still love the block the soccer balls that nobody could fucking do because they were constantly being hurled from yeah. every direction. Yeah, because it's like, it was great because it was like, it was a, a soccer, essentially a pitching machine, but with soccer balls, except they had the speed cranked all the way up. So it would be like, okay, it was shooting like, like one every two set, like one every second, which was damn near impossible to dodge or yeah. to like block. It's just, it's like, okay, this is impossible. And it's just great because it's like a lot of these, it's like you have to go in blind for all of these because you don't that like the, the events aren't consistent from episode to episode. So you can't really practice anything. So you're always going in kind of blind. There's like with the bungee involved, you can't really translate that. It's like, yeah, if you're good at archery, you can't really that's fine, but you can't really translate that if you're jumping up in the air with a nerf one. I mean, the closest you could get is get a trampoline, but even still. Yeah, with this harness and the like two, like every kid had like t like two or three people who had to help him up. Just of how it just everything seemed awkward. It just felt weird. Um. So yeah, that's my general thoughts on uh the games. Uh. So who was the last person to answer? That Torpo? was me. Okay. Yeah, I was. I started off. So. Okay. So Torpo. Um. Uh. If you could change one thing, what would you change? Oh, that's a fucking loaded-ass question, ain't it? Look, it was kind of hard to come up with questions for this. <laughs> I guess remove the bungee shit, if I'm gonna be real. Just make it an actual contest of athleticism rather than just this goofy mess of hopping around. At least in my opinion. Make it an actual show about sports and not just pretending to be sport. Alright, uh, Axe. Um, yeah, pretty much the same thing. You know, less reliance on the bungees and more reliance on the kids, you know, actually performing stuff on their own. Or at least find a way to make the bungees not so damn impediment. All right. Um, and I guess our final question. Uh, if there's even one thing that actually, before I go, one thing I could change. Uh, yeah, basically what Tarpo and Axe kind of agreed on. Uh, just make it a sports show. Like having it being a multidiscipline sports show would in a way be more interesting than this kind of nonsensical kind of like weird super budget PE program that it is. Um, so yeah. That that's kind of my the one thing I would change, and also so to end it, um, Axe, I keep on forgetting, I'm forgetting who answered last. Um, Axe, would you like to be on an episode of this? When I was a kid, yeah. Now that I'm a fat, doughy, old, tired adult, fuck no. I don't got anything <laughs> more than that. 
Also, it'd be really weird to have an adult fall the rest of the kids. I'll stomp the shit. No, they'd kick my ass. No, no problem. Punt the child. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's true. You're about the same height as them. At <laughs> least I know somebody shorter than me, so shut up. Yeah, really set that bar low, don't you? It, I did set it low. I'm only two inches shorter than the the average, you know, around the world. So shut up, Torpo. <laughs> uh, fuck no. <laughs> I I never would have entertained that idea. I've always been a lazy piece of shit. Even as a kid, I was like, oh, this is fucking too much effort. Ugh, I hate sweating, and I've always hated sweating. And that would just like that outfit looks like they're stewing in their own fucking juices under those hot studio lights in Orlando, Florida. Yeah. yeah. Fuck no. Like even as a kid, I'm like. Yeah, uh, I would also not really. Of especially of all the Nickelodeon game shows, this is the one that I'd probably want to be on. So yeah. Uh, with that, uh, that I think we're good on discussing Nickelodeon guts. So let's actually rank those. So if you are not familiar with our ranking system. We essentially have a 1 to 21 uh, ranking scale in which 1 is considered absolute mastercraft, or really, should use the new term, pinnacle mastercraft, in which basically it is as good as a genre of whatever it is can be, and uh, 21, which is avoid at all cost, basically not even ironically fun to even engage with. Uh, also, there are three other categories, but I don't think that that's in the I don't think it's really good in the other ones. So, uh, Axe, what would you give this? I'd say it's like a bit up over uh, average. I mean, it's it's fun to watch. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. It's nothing super great. Um, what, what do we say is our, our dead middle? Dead middle is 11. 11? I'd say it's a 10 at the, at the most. Uh, the descriptor for that is pleasantly adequate. Yep. Suits exactly fine. For me. Okay. Uh, oops. Forget where I'm typing. Um, so, uh, Torpo, what about you? Yeah, I was going to say, like, that sounds fine to me. Uh, he's like 10 or 11, personally. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, because that's generally where I was going to go. Uh, basically, I was thinking 11, but yeah, it's... I can't really say it's... Like, it is slightly better than average, because you could definitely do this a whole lot worse. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is definitely... It's definitely enjoyable. So I think 10 is a very good spot for it. Uh, which puts it at the same rank as the Wizard Ruby, which was, again, pleasantly adequate to watch. Uh, so, um, let's see, uh, is there anything we want to call out in terms of the music, uh, charm, uh, cinematography, uh, storytelling, action, and artistry? I mean, I, I would say it's charming. I, I think it's a very charming show. Very 90s, but in a good way. Um, I'd probably thumbs down the cinematography because it seems like they just could not get that right. It's way too frenetic, and they tend to, like, not focus on the right stuff, I noticed. Yeah, I could definitely agree with that. Just trying to remember my stupid um, phones are. I know there's a sports one. Where'd it go? There it is. That's, you know what? I'm going to leave it there for now. Uh, so, yeah, thumbs down for the segmentography. I get, were you saying uh, thumbs up for the charm? Yeah. Or at least I, put in some 90s campy charm. Yeah, I do. It is aggressively 90s, and I can get behind that. Uh... I yeah. Do, I do now have a charm that is actually for that. Actually, that's in the tone. Actually, yeah, that's one. So I'll put that in. Since I can now navigate, I have to change that later because apparently I didn't put that in there yet. Anyway, um, so yeah, thumbs up for. How'd you How'd you both think of the music? It. I hated it. <laughs> it's the guts. It, it is. If I like it, I would definitely say that there is a good chunk of irony to it. Like I like it. I like that it exists. I would not listen to it on its own. 
other if I was in an ironic mood. That's not going to go on your iPod. Uh, no, but then again, <laughs> I, I you know, I would say yes, but that doesn't mean anything. Because ah. my Spotify list is also about twenty five percent shit posty, so that that's my that's my way of gauging how good a, a tune is is if I put it on my my uh, music player and listen to it in the car. And honestly, I wouldn't. Yeah, it's, I, I, it's a nice song, but it only it only works for me in context. Uh, yeah, I'll I'll leave that. Yeah, then action. I want to leave with stories. Don't just don't even touch that. No. Start was fine. Like it looks like a '90s kids show. Yeah. Um, in terms of nays or yay trends we got in here, uh, I don't think I see anything. Because that's actually one thing that I'm kind of surprised. There is no product placement in this at all, which for a ni- '90s kids show or like TV show is baffling. There is though, but it's at the end. Oh right. Because they they do mention Reebok because oh, yeah. their equipment is Reebok. Yeah, I think that's like the only. Thing though, but like especially compared to like all the prizes, no mention at all of Space Camp, essentially. Uh, but yeah, I think I think we're good about a year. Yep. So yeah, uh, this got ranked at so yeah, it's number ten, going right in between. Well, not right in something else about something, but yeah, other than that, yeah, uh, it is. Yeah, that's good for Nickelodeon guts. So before I head out, uh, Axe, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah, I stream at Twitch.tv/AxeImmortal. All right, uh, Torpo. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Typist and at Typist on Twitter. Uh, and what I'd like to plug is the holes in the aggro crag from all the chunks taken from it. Yeah, it'd be Looking great. For wear. It'd be great that if, as the series went on, that the aggro crag just get got a lot of random holes put in it. Yeah, exactly. Or, the kids or, could get their leg caught and trip and injure themselves. At the, uh, at the least, they could have changed the shape of it and then argued that it was changing shape because of all the chunks being taken out of it and just made it part of the, the lore of the show. Just at that very last episode, you just see the last chunk of the aggro crag and then the last, it's basically just go run and take it. Yeah. Look, so I, I'm going to say this before we leave. They made sure none of the kids would get hurt. They hired stunt professionals to make it 100% safe. The yeah, kids yeah. were never in danger and I can actually really genuinely appreciate that. Yeah. There was one incident, though, where it, uh, it, one of the contestants got so badly injured because they twisted their ankle that they couldn't continue on through the rest of the episode, and they had to have somebody else stand in for them. Um, you know, could be worse. They could have been shot in the face by a ball launcher and have a scratched cornea from it. Yeah, you really I like to, that story. I, well, I had to go watch an episode of American Gladiators to just kind of get my... Because I'm like, God, this is running a lot of American Gladiators. I'm going to watch that. The episode watched. Uh, had an instance in which there's that the assault game in which the gladiator has a giant ass tennis cannon that shoots like pneumatically shoots tennis balls at Hell like a yeah. hundred and some feet in the air and all they have are goggles some guy got clocked right in the eye and you just see him it's like oh he's like injured and then he comes back out he's wearing an eye patch in like a thing of gauze he's like yeah i gotta go to the hospital i just fractured my cornea scratched yeah yeah I think if you fracture the cornea, your eye's completely fucked. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, needless to say, he had to go leave out of that episode, too. But yes, it, the fun of those blood sporty, those... Sacrifice the children for my entertainment! Yes, if only. Uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, yes. So... Learned something new about Lolo today. Uh, yes. Um, Were you about to do your outro? Yes. 
Uh, so that does it for Nickelodeon Guts. Uh, next episode we have, we have a big one uh, because we start our look at taking a look at the Sonic the Hedgehog Saturday morning cartoon, also known as Sonic Saddam, which is going to be fun to go back to because I have not seen it since it came out. So that, that will be fun. Uh, but that will be next week. So again, thank you all for listening. Here's Bye. the intro. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am also, I, I can, I can sympathize with the awkwardness of that show. Okay, we're done. <laughs> if you would like to look at the full list of rankings for yourself, please visit r3.ldp.life and go to the Media Delta List tab. If you would like to watch Media Delta's sister show, Retro Rank Rhapsody, you can either watch at youtube.ldp.life or by tuning into twitch.tv slash lodapuzzlo at 7.30 p.m. on Fridays, 2.30 p.m. on Saturdays, and 1 p.m. on Sundays. All those times are from the Eastern U.S. time zone. If you would like to discuss this episode with the community, you can do so by joining our Discord server, which you can do so by going to discord.ldp.life. Thank you again for listening, and I hope you tune in for our next episode.